dance and ballet in particular are an art form and if you get too obsessed with the the body and what the body's doing it becomes potentially a little bit more like a sport and i think that the art form comes in the self-expression and it comes in potentially if you're in a ballet and it's a narrative ballet telling a story um, but it can also come through a contemporary work where you're expressing you're performing you're doing something beyond yourself in this episode i'm talking to the creative director of the national youth ballet joe meredith hi petra hi joe <laughs> how are you thank you how are you lovely to meet you it's lovely to meet you too I saw you had this wonderful um, uh, awareness or raising awareness to the to the National Youth Ballet over uh, November and December. Yes, yes. And that caught my eye, and I was really wondering um, because I think all we we all uh, notice things now, and uh, or or notice that everybody has been affected during this pandemic and. I know the National um, uh, Youth Ballet from the time that I lived in London or, or in oh, Windsor, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know about it. And it was, uh, for me, so interesting to, uh, you know, to, to see all these posts that, that you've done and this wonderful way of raising awareness. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, when did you know National Youth Ballet? Well, I... Um, uh, two of my children are ballet dancers, and from a young age, we were aware of the. Of the they they didn't, um, uh, you know, took part in anything there, but we were aware of of the National Youth Ballet. And I know you do some wonderful work, and and you know the teachers there are also um, doing some great work. So I, I just thought it's. It would be so nice to hear from you and to really, um, you know, tell me more about what you are doing and and um, how wonderful this program is really for for young dancers. Yeah, well, um, oh, it's, thank you so much for contacting us. It's so so brilliant to hear from you. And yeah, I think that National Youth Ballet has been around for it's been around for thirty years or so. So it's been around a long time. Um, and during that time, the company's really evolved. Um, and it was founded by a wonderful woman called Jill Tickey, and she had a real passion for bringing young dancers to the stage. But also, she was very very interested in costume design. So she designed a lot of the costumes, and she was almost like a bit of a diagonal she'd bring lots of really exciting people together so designers set designers choreographers musicians um and i say for the first kind of 25 years of the company's history they'd stage lots of big ballets um it'd be like a one-off performance um and the young people i was one of them <laughs> would get a real um insight into what it is to put a ballet on stage so not just what's happening on stage which is of course really important and all the professionalism that's needed there but also what's happening backstage how everything gets put on like seeing the kind of stage management working seeing the costume people working so you've got a real insight into the whole workings of what goes into putting a, a performance on stage and it was an amazing experience for me 
And many of my colleagues who I met there have gone on to do incredible things. Um, and I do think that obviously that's to do with their training outside of National Youth Ballet. But I do think that's also to do with the kind of the inspiration and the creativity that they found within being part of the company. Um, in, um, sadly, Jill died in 2016. Um, and then since then, the company's really evolved. Um, and in the last couple of years, we've really been putting a focus on mental health and well-being mainly because of the pandemic and yeah. seeing that we couldn't access performances in the same way that we could before we couldn't we couldn't stage performances in the same way that we could before so we we're kind of trying to look at you know the whole dancer and supporting the whole dancer through this time so um, in 2020, we ran a program called Bouncing Back, which um, was like an online series of classes, but it had a strong element of um, of health and well-being within it, um, specifically looking at healthy body, healthy mind, preparing yourself to go back into training because it happened at the end of um, end of August before dancers were going back into the studio. And I think there was quite a lot of anxiety about that because yeah. everyone had been in lockdown for such a long time in 2020. Um, and then we've carried that work on. Um, so last year we delivered a series of Moving Minds workshops, which are like online workshops to improve young dancers' confidence and well-being. Um, and we're planning to develop that work further. So we're going to plan to meet, reach more young people. And we're really embedding, now we're going back into performance, we're embedding all of that work, all of that kind of confidence building, good healthy practice, which isn't always the case in ballet practice particular, yeah. to how we how we shape our programs. So mm. That's a bit of a, a potted history. And then we've always had, inspired by Jill, this Beyond Ballet programme, which looks at supporting young artists to make new work, to discover um, to discover new things. So um, in the last year, we've really developed that Beyond Ballet programme. We've been supporting three young artists um, to take part in kind of learning through doing activities. So taking part in our oh, yeah. activities um, through learning. Then they've had mentoring throughout the autumn. So all three of them had mentoring with different um, mentors, professional skills development with different choreographers. We had um, Jess, Jess from Jess and Morgs film. So that was all about dance for film. Jess and Morgs do a lot of work with Scottish ballet and English national ballet. And that was looking at how ballet can be filmed for um for the film as opposed to choreographed just for the stage um drew mcconey gave a lecture about what well, lecture gave a, a chat about um i think going into musical theater i talked about i've got to practice in movement direction i talked about that um and um wonderful um nyb alumni um richard chapel gave a, a very good talk about just being managing yourself within <laughs> within the industry and supporting yourself and finding funding and all of that so they've had a really good i think um like range of people to talk to them and then this year they're getting the chance to create a short work for um sheffield so they're going up to sheffield and they're making a short work with a, a collaboration with a youth orchestra up there which is really exciting yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they'll have a chance to make a work in the summer for our, our residential performance company. So, yeah. This is wonderful. I mean, just just how the company started or the, the organization started is so interesting because I think this is always this um, uh, thing for me where I think when when young dancers, they go to ballet class every day and, or, or once a week and they do their training and they do their exams, but 
to give them the opportunity to do something like this where they can see the real what goes on behind the scenes and the production. And I think that will also um, give them the idea of, is this what I want to do? Or, or maybe they haven't thought of doing it and then they think, hey, this is what I want to do. So I think this is, was such a wonderful idea to, to do that. And it goes, it goes kind of beyond. So we, this in the last couple of years, we focused on choreography, but we yeah. also aim to support stage managers, costume, young costume designers, people, creatives um, who are at the yeah. early stage of their career who can learn through working with us. So um, this summer, for example, we will be recruiting a young stage manager and a young costume designer, and they'll get the chance to kind of go through the program, learn through doing, mm -hmm. and then have the mentoring in, in the autumn term. So. Yeah, I think Jill was very passionate. She gave a lot of young people. She's very passionate about developing young talent and she gave a lot of opportunities to young choreographers. Certainly Drew McConey, who's now working, um, he's this at the moment, I think choreographing a Take That film. Um, he was given an opportunity to choreograph at a very young age. Um, same with Arielle Smith, who's just made a piece for English National Ballet. They both got really good opportunities to choreograph at a very young age. And I think that um, I think Jill's ethos of looking beyond just the dance career and looking more widely at all the different aspects that um, ways that you can develop your skills within theatre is really, really something that we're trying to build on as a company. Well, that's amazing. And I think during this time of the pandemic, we have realised how, um, how much or, or how connected everything is and I think you know you go to the theater and you see the production but you never realize what goes on behind the scenes and you know uh, you know there's a, like you said there's a costume designer who's worked for this for how many months and the, the planning behind it and the makeup and all that and I think from a young age to give that to children that awareness and that you say that it's it's not just about the dancers who are on stage but it's also the backbone of this whole production. I think that's really, that's, I mean, I think that's just really vitally important. And also yeah. I think it has to be realistic about a dance career. It's a wonderful career. It's a fantastic career. You get to do what you love and um, you get to, to perform some amazing places and it can be really exciting. You get to travel, but um, ultimately a little bit like a footballer, there's a kind of a longevity in terms of a career in dance. So I think trying to offer young people skills beyond just being a dancer and kind of letting them see what other options there are is really important to us. And it's kind of feels like a, a moral obligation to make sure that these young people can see all the different aspects of theatre as it is. Yeah. Now, and also, I think uh, what the pandemic brought about was uh, really looking into things in a different way or seeing things in a, in a clearer way. And, and you were talking about the mental health and that you do a lot for mental health for dancers. Now, it, it is an industry, I think, where there is a lot of pressure um, on young children, you know, from a young age, and especially um, what I've thought about is it's you, it's on the age where where uh, your body develops and you, and change is not usually the way you think or you know it can it, it happens in such a quick way that it just then changes uh, the way their bodies look 
you know, and for ballet, that's also part of it. Um, how important is it that you think um, the ballet as an art form should focus more on creating or, or having these young dancers develop their artistry rather than um, so much focus on the body or what the body is able to do? I think that's a really thoughtful, thought-provoking um, question. And I think that dance and ballet in particular are an art form. And if you get too obsessed with the, the body and what the body's doing, it becomes potentially a little bit more like a sport. And I think that the art form comes in the self-expression and it comes in potentially if you're in a ballet and it's a narrative ballet telling a story um, but it can also come through a contemporary work where you're expressing you're performing you're doing something beyond yourself and I think that um, with Instagram and these TikTok and all these great exciting ways of connecting people which I think are fantastic in many ways I think sometimes that can come, especially during the pandemic, I think that became quite an obsession with how high you could lift your leg and how you looked. And there was quite an obsession on look. And certainly we had a really interesting advisory committee. We, we got together a brilliant group of um, NYB alumni and um, interesting people within the with kind of within the, the industry. And one of the things we were really talking about in that um, artist advisory meeting was about the fact that quite often young people are very keen to be able to to have the perfect body and to do 101 pirouettes but they might not necessarily have had the chance to really develop the artistry and the 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 thing that makes a performer special and and especially with the pandemic that's been a particularly hard thing to kind of you know to to yeah. nurture because you know you can do all sorts of things you can you can stretch you can you know you can do whatever you want really to your body but it's really important that you find that artistry and that self-expression I think and um yeah so so I think there needs to be a real focus in ballet training on the artistry and I think that can sometimes in my my own experience of teaching it can sometimes help young people who are perhaps going through a bodily change as you you, you talk about and yeah. and I think that focus on artistry can can help people maybe let go a little bit of the kind of aesthetic yeah. a bit more because I'm in section. Yeah. I, I interestingly I had an interview with a um a dancer who was a principal dancer at English National many, many years ago. She's she's in her 80s now. And yeah, um, Liliana Fiore, I think is her name, if I can remember. Um, but she said something very interesting. She said that um, uh, the, the, the dancer is not just the body, it's the it's the heart and the soul and the you know and and the artist and and I think so many times if that could be um, for young people that um, that they understand that as well and I think um, and I asked her what changed from when because she was telling how her teacher nurtured that in her not not about the feet and so on and and she said and I asked her but where should the change come and she said uh, with the teachers. The teacher should bring the change. I I couldn't agree more, and I think that um, 
one of the things we want to do with our Moving Minds program is just give give our teachers and everybody who works with this a real sense of how to build confidence, how to build artistry, how to to support students, so that so that it's not just the students having to do it for themselves, which can be, sometimes be quite difficult in a in a stressful environment, which can be dance, but that the people who are delivering the work are also really mindful of giving them space to develop their artistry, to develop their confidence, to develop their self-esteem, because you can't, I believe, you can't ask a young dancer to deliver a brilliant performance if they're feeling scared. So that, that, creating that sense of confidence, well-being, all of those things is really important to us mm -hmm. so that they're, they're feeling really um, emboldened and able to give of their best. Well, I've seen on your Instagram page, it's such a, a such a uplifting, um, positive page, really, I think, and, and your teachers also when they speak, I this has really attracted me. I think it's wonderful work that you're doing, doing there. And um, and also what I thought that I've, I've spoken to many uh, dancers during the lockdown time as well, while they were in lockdown, and we spoke about, um, you know, the bodies and 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 how frustrating that was that they couldn't, uh, uh, you know, move. But we also spoke about education in the sense that, um, what what do you think about? dance being part of the curriculum for example in schools which it's not necessarily for children who would want to become dancers but that there are more opportunity for any child to just move to just have the possibility to do some sort of ballet or some sort of dance during their school career i i think that it is one of the most powerful and easy things to to access in terms of an art form like we 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 all we've all got a, a body and our bodies are all different and that's wonderful that our bodies are all different mm -hmm. but everybody will have some kind of rhythm within them and I, I really believe passionately that all children should have the chance of having dance in school and it was very interesting researching because we're doing this collaboration with this youth orchestra and we're doing some workshops in schools which is really exciting and I was researching at what level, um, you know, I was looking into the key stages and when they have music and what's in the music curriculum. And then I was looking at what's in the dance curriculum and music has its own curriculum. Um, and it, you, you've got, it's, it's, got, it's really valued in schools and dance is, there's about one line about dance um, at the bottom of the sports, at the bottom of the sports um, mm. curriculum. And um, it's, it's really sad because I actually think that dance isn't a sport yes it's good for the physical body and yes it's good for your health in terms of fitness and all of those things but it, it's much more about self self-expression and for me it comes under expressive arts as well as sport and that's what makes it so special and but I think that I do think that it's brilliant I think everyone should have access to it but I, I also think that it's quite unfair to try and expect like a, a, a which is what happens in the UK, I think often like a games teacher or a sports teacher to be teaching dance because it oh, is wow. actually specialist. And I think that that is potentially where a problem could arise because um, you need to have skills to be able to teach dance. And so just saying, um, yeah, we want dance, but we've not got the budget, you know, which schools don't, they don't have massive budgets. We don't have the budget for a, um, 
for a, a dance teacher and then just getting the the PE teacher to teach dance it's a real pot of luck then isn't it because they might be really good yeah. at it or they might not be interested at all and and for me as you as you've identified in order to engage young people with dance you need really strong teachers and people who care about it and, mm -hmm. yeah so ideally a dance teacher in every school but i'm not yes. sure that that <laughs> i'm not sure that will happen but it should happen because it would make let's a make, let's make the wish because i'm i've been really wishing that art can be a part of school curriculums that it's alongside maths and science and as important as maths and science and i think the more we we speak it out the more possibility there is that the right people will hear you know so um so Absolutely. i appreciate that you said that it should happen yeah and i think that um sometimes i think there's a there's a kind of a, a tradition of teaching kind of in schools at the moment, which perhaps isn't, it's quite a lot about teaching to the test at the moment. Um, but I think that, that dance could be used actually to help teach things like maths, English, science. Like it, if you if you approach it creatively, there's loads of ways that that could be really helpful to teach all the kind of the standard subjects. Um, you just need a very creative teacher, you need a very imaginative teacher, but that could really engage some students who perhaps don't identify or find it hard to engage with a kind of conventional education system. Um, mm. There's many different ways of learning, as we all know, and I think that sometimes you can engage different people if you're engaging with the body, kind of might engage yeah. more, more people more widely. So, Well, I came across um, a YouTube a video that actually explained how the Chiketi um, syllabus is, is based or the movements are based really on scientific um, principles. And I was, I was so amazed. I really didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that, that's a hundred percent right. So just, I can just see a science lesson coming out of that uh, as out of a ballet lesson definitely yeah, definitely um, i think i i've actually known some some people who've gone through university and studied science like physics specifically and then yeah. they've come into science later in life but because they've got a really good understanding of physics they've actually been able to get into dance quite quickly because they've understood how the body works because they've got a really good understanding of yeah. physics it's a very different way in but it's very interesting <laughs> yeah i can just imagine that now 100 so um joe what what would your advice be now for a young dancer because um through this pandemic also i think a lot who are now in training for example um and, and there's so much negativity about talking about the future of theatres and things like that. What would your advice be now for a young dancer? I think my advice would be to work hard, to, to, to really realise that you're doing it because you enjoy it, because I think sometimes you can forget that. We're very lucky to be able to, to, to be at this level and to be working at this level. So work hard realize that you do enjoy it um, and then be willing to be flexible I think for the future careers because I do think that as you allude to it's theatre is in a difficult position I think it will come back I think that everybody loves live live performance and I do think live performance will really really come back in the next few years I think there'll be a real 
rush for it. But in terms of for young dancers who are going into the industry, I think just be able to think, think creatively and think flexibly and try not to limit yourself as to what you think success is, because success can mean loads of different things to lots of different people. Yeah, no, that's true. And what is your uh, wish now for the future? For post-pandemic? Yeah. Um, I think that we all feel confident to go back to theatres, that theatres are supported, um, that there's, the artists find a way to kind of make make new work that is really relevant to what's going on in the world around them. That feels really important to me and I, I won't mention any names, but um, I saw a work a few years ago when we were in the middle of the pandemic and I, I just watched it and I thought, I don't, I don't, I didn't see the relevance to what was going on in the world around us. And I'm not saying everything has to be like doom and gloom, but I think that there needs to be an emotional response, whether that's laughter or joy, whether you need to kind of make a choice, I think now when you're making work about what's happened and not kind of just carry on as before. I think there needs to be a bit of a step change in terms of the work people are making so that it's, it can, it's responding in some way. It doesn't have to be negative and doom and gloom. It can be funny, but that there's some kind of sense that something's changed because I think the worst thing that could happen is that we try and just carry on as we were before, because I think we need to reset and build from a new place. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I understand what you mean. And, and um, maybe also then use this art form to communicate um, hope, you know, or, or something positive for the future. Mm. Absolutely. Cause dance mm. particular, I, I feel dance has got the power to communicate so much more than you can, you know, with words, it, it goes beyond words. There's so much you can communicate with dance and movement and relationships. You, you just can communicate really well through movement. And I agree, like, I hope that there can be a message of hope that's portrayed through the work we're making and that we're trying to make things that are positive um, and that are, are, you know, are responding to what's happened. And yeah, yeah connecting people and bringing people together rather than kind of creating divides yeah um, and actually i think sometimes there can be a bit of a divide when things get too i think i think we want to make work that's really inclusive and will really engage yeah. many many people to bring people together rather than dividing them oh yeah yeah well that's a wonderful wish <laughs> yeah no i think it's important that we say these we, we speak these wishes really um but now i just have one last question for you and because uh, i know the arts have been affected and and many people have been affected but i'm uh, asking artists now to do a shout out for their a favorite coffee place or their favorite restaurant in the area <laughs> do you have a favorite coffee shop I do. So I've, I live in Northampton. I've got yeah. a flat in Northampton, which is a small, very small town, um, which not many people know about, but it's um, an unsung town. And there's a lovely coffee shop literally around the corner from me called Saints, um, yeah. Saints Coffee House. And I go there and the guy who set it up, he set it up during the pandemic. Really? And he, yes, he set it up during the pandemic and it's a social enterprise and it's, 
not just selling great coffee but it's also and it also does cocktails in the evening actually which is great but it it mm. also is training young people who are potentially been out of work for a while and getting them back into employment so wonderful oh that's yeah. great so yeah. saints you say saints saints on st giles street saint st giles in northampton okay <laughs> So I'll put the I'll put the link in the description. Yeah, definitely. And, do, and he's got an Instagram handle as well. So do okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so I'll do I'll yeah I'll tag him in it. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, I love this. This is uh, this is very brave to do it in the pandemic, and then also to help others as well. Mm. Yeah, maybe I should talk to him too. I think oh, you should absolutely great. talk to him. He's a very, he's a fantastic man and done loads of traveling and then he's come back and bringing it back to Northampton and trying to make a difference in, really? you know, an area that, you know, it is, it, it, it's, it's got a lot of potential, the town, but mm. it's also been unloved for quite a little while. So it's lovely to have somebody like that there who's trying to make a difference. Oh, Joe, this was so lovely to talk to you now. And, um, and I wish you all the best for your work with, with the uh, National Youth Ballet, really, I, I'm so impressed with the work you're doing. It's, it really feels so positive, and um, and uh, I and I wish your wish comes true, definitely. Oh, well, thank you so much, Petra. It's like been great to talk to you, and um, yeah, fingers crossed for hopeful, hopeful works of art that bring people together. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Have a lovely afternoon. We'll do. You too. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.